getting things underway, getting started here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James. This morning in my household, it has been a Taylor Swift morning. <laughs> of course it has been. Has it been a folk, 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 sure? Folk, folklore? Folklore. folklore? It has yeah. been, yes. As soon as uh, Katie opened her eyes this morning, she was like, Taylor Swift, and started playing the <laughs> album, and it's been going all morning. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen, have you? Only like the 10 second clips they've played on the news this morning, where it's her sitting at a piano on a video that she wrote, directed, and she apparently like wrote the video, wrote the song, directed the mm-hmm. video, was the cinematographer, like the visionary, like, and she did all of this from her bedroom in quarantine. Yeah, it definitely sounds, I mean, I wasn't listening intently. I was, you know, going over stuff for the show while, you know, it was playing in the background. Um, but it sounds a lot like Taylor Swift playing music in quarantine it sounds like taylor (laughs) swift was drinking wine on a couch in her pajamas and Mm -hmm. writing music and playing a piano that's exactly what it sounds like it sounds exactly like you would expect it's not it's not country it's not folky it's very on brand for taylor swift and it's very slow and chill and here's me in quarantine just you know being the most productive, just doing my T-Swift thing. Uh And this is also, she's one of those people that makes you feel bad for all the crap that you didn't do in quarantine. (laughs) Right, like you're like, oh, she managed to put out an entire album and shoot a video and all of the, (laughs) and make it. Also, I wrote it and I performed in it and I felt, it's like, all right, you know what? Okay, I made a collage, so F you, yeah. Right. Like, I'm also like, no, I'm not because her version of quarantine is very different from everyone else's version of quarantine. Right. This is also her job. Right. Our job is to get up and and moderately entertain people for four hours a day. Her job (laughs) is to, like, get up and, like, make music. Right. And so everyone goes ape s when Mm -hmm. she's just sitting there being all Taylor Swifty. Yeah, it's true. I mean, she could she. She has all. She has a lot of things working in her favor as far as things that keep her motivated. Well, if I sit at a piano and just play chopsticks, I'll make seven million dollars. So that's <laughs> right. good motivation right there. You should do that all weekend, Allie, and then come out with your own album, and we'll <laughs> okay. we'll drop it at midnight next Thursday. It'll be like a big surprise, and then you'll, you too will be the first story on GMA. Friday morning, like Allie Johnson drops her, you know, 17 different covers of Chopsticks. Yeah, without even announcing it beforehand. It was like a surprise. (laughs) Chopsticks remixes. That's the way you have to do it. Like, oh, surprise. Ah, surprise. Yeah, and I have to do like Chopsticks remix plus collaborations. So it's like Chopsticks with Ed Sheeran, Chopsticks with P. Diddy, Chopsticks with Taylor Swift, Chopsticks with with the Chicks. You oh, with the chicks, you have to do it with um, DJ Khaled too. Like okay, we great. the best music, and then it's just chopsticks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we the best. <laughs> okay, we did it. That was See, easy, uh, actually. We did it. Yep. Um, young Young I, Money. You got to do it I, with the Young Money crew too. Okay. Yeah. yeah I I really do think this is going to be a good idea. I, I uh, now so I just have to get a piano, which I don't have. Oh yeah. Well, you can go piano shopping because all the stores are open. Yeah, let's just go uh, grand piano shopping. Sounds oh, like a good time to do that's that. That's a great investment. I think I think today's payday, so fine. Just go get you a little baby grand. Because, <laughs> you know, 
all the money we make in radio, right? Just every paycheck, you're like, I'm going to get me a baby grand piano this week. I'm going to get another baby grand piano because I got paid. Right, right. Because the other wing of my house needs a baby grand. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a baby grand piano in this apartment, you would walk into a room and the door would hit the baby grand piano. And that was it. You couldn't actually walk in. No, you wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. Or it'd be like you being like trying to shimmy yourself between a wall and a grand piano to be able to sit in front of it. So you should use your door to play chopsticks. Just bang your door against your new piano (laughs) on different keys. Have Katie (laughs) use the foot pedals or whatever they're called. This 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 has become a horrible idea. Interpretive abstract art. Ah, I had a dream last night. I usually don't tell people about my dreams because it's boring, but... Um, I went down a Britney Spears rabbit hole last night. It Uh-oh. was, oh my goodness. I We have a Britney Spears update. Uh, Brian Spears, her brother, did a, a podcast. And I, I'm not a huge podcast person, but I, I found myself sitting there and listening to a podcast for about a half an hour about Britney Spears and her conservatorship. And then I started listening. And then I started watching old behind the musics of her to try and compare her personality from back then to now. It was a whole big thing. Oh, your own unsolved mysteries. You're oh, doing yeah. it. You're doing I it. Was, I was the smoky eye team. I was trying to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. You are. You are the smoky. I, you're going to, this is going to be your own version of don't F with cats, right? Like yes! you're going to like figure this out three years later and face, you know, 47,000 people in a Facebook group. We're finally going to free Britney. Yes, let's do it. And so because I spent all evening down the Britney rabbit hole, I had a dream about Britney Spears last night. It was one of those dreams where I didn't want to wake up. Oh. I, you know, where you just keep hearing your alarm and you're like, no, no, oh. I can't, no, because everything was just so real in the dream. I had a dream that I made out with Britney Spears at a club. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And then a bunch of people found out about it and I kept checking my phone. My phone was like blowing up because all these tabloids <laughs> were writing about me making out with Britney Spears. Oh my and God, like, you're on TMZ. Oh my God, what's going on? Yes. Right. And and then this guy calls me and he's like, hi, it's Tom from the New York Post. I was like, oh, hi, how's Whoa, it going? Hey, Tom. And he was like, we uh, wanted to see if we could use some of the pictures because I guess I was taking pictures of me <laughs> making out with Britney Spears. Hold on, Britney, selfie. <laughs> selfie. Right. Yeah. So they're like, we want to buy one of the pictures so we can use it in our article and i was like well you know it's out already sure why not you can you can buy it uh actually we want seven pictures and i was like okay but i'm gonna get some money out of this right and they were like all right fine we'll give you a million dollars and i was like yes so i got to make out with britney spears and i got paid a million dollars and i got a free trip like he randomly threw in a free trip to hawaii in it (laughs) and I was like, this is the best dream I've ever had. And then I woke up and I was like, I can't believe this didn't actually happen. Oh, no. Also, why Hawaii? Like, do they have a private, like, little no idea. resort there or something? <laughs> like the, the New York Post Resort, where they're, yes. all of their, like, informants exactly. go. And they just, like, hide them out there until it's, it's next time. Yeah, we'll get it, you your million dollars if you can escape. It seemed like <laughs> something that the New York Post, like, does often. They were like, all right, right. we're throwing in the Hawaii trip. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, code word. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of that was unfortunately not true. But fortunately, I am lucky and happy to be here with you guys. And when we get back, we will go over another bad apology. Is it worse than Hannah Brown or Kyle Larson? We'll get to it after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. 
Oh, Jesse is full of jokes this morning, everyone. It's Friday. It's been a great week. So far, it's been a fantastic week. Jesse has only screwed up four times. But now, so he thinks that he's only screwed up four times this week. He's got a bunch of jokes, and they're all at my expense. This is Drop the Subject, by the way. I am James. She is Allie. And TikTok strikes again, but not in the way that you think it should. This one's pretty bad, okay? Pro boxer James Hawley who is a boxer from the UK, went on quite the little rant on TikTok the the other night and uh, has since suffered some very serious consequences, including being dropped by his major sponsor and uh, not being allowed to fight. And he's suffering a lot of consequences because of these very specific words. I a thousand million percent do not agree with this, no. By the way, he was asked on TikTok, do you support LGBT? That's oh, what the question okay. says. Right. Okay. So that's why he starts off that way. I a thousand million percent do not agree with this, no. Listen, I can understand girls get with each other all the time. I don't care. Not a problem. I'd want them to get, get with each other in front of me. But boys, on the other hand... Entrench- is he being insulting yet? I can't tell. <laughs> he is. He basically is like, <laughs> I understand... I understand girls wanting to get with each other. Oh, in fact, okay. I'd want them to get with each other in front of me. Oh, got it. Okay. But so again, lesbians hand, get a free pass because uh-huh, guys like yep, watching them. Because okay. straight guys like watching. Uh-huh. It continues. Seriously wrong with you. What in the earth makes you want to change your gender? Want to get us? What is up with you dirty I feel sorry for your families. Oh, my God. Yeah. And since, Allie, by the way, I didn't quite tease this segment. This is... a. Another bad apology. Yes, because, you know, Kyle Larson really kicked this off when he used uh, he used the N-word in one of his virtual races and then uh-huh. came back with a very sad, pathetic apology and was like, that's not how I was raised. That was uh, that bad. Uh, and uh, then sorry. we and then the same thing happened with uh, Hannah Brown. And she and I don't even know what show this girl's from, but her apology was the worst because she was she was drunkenly singing the N-word and then on Instagram live. And then her friends let her know that she was doing that and this was her apology i did i'm so sorry so you know that's yeah. just uh it, it doesn't really like the cheese and then this i mean when i listen to these statements that are so horrific and hateful y- you know when we talk about cancel culture and like oh you know we shouldn't be canceling everyone there are some things that don't get an apology. Like, I don't even care what your apology is, but Correct. sure, why don't you lay it on us and see what you got? I'm doing this video to announce that I've been released from MTK Global, <laughs> the one yeah. of the best in the business. This is less than 12 hours later, by the way. <laughs> MTK Global was they not were like, bye. Bye. <laughs> Completely understand and empathize in their action they have taken over my video last night. Last night, I'd hit a brick wall enough of all the messages and disgusting disturbing images that I was being sent by a few members of the gay community and I lashed out and said a few things I didn't mean I have friends who are gay I also oh have a cousin my God. so oh. I never meant anything by it and I'm sorry for who I offended okay so you said those words because you were getting d pics in your dms who and, you're probably and- just going to get a lot more d pics now you're right. I was going to say, you want to piss us off? This is exactly how we'll respond. That is how we fight. 
also like you i mean this is just unbelievable that that no this is not just because you got a bunch of pictures in your dms that's not what this is all this is like long-standing taught inbred deeply 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 hateful towards a particular community and he 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 lumps gay men who is talking about and trans individuals yeah. just like it, yep. and he like manages to insult both communities all of us and like like four seconds, right? And then tries to apologize for it and all of this. And and then, but the uh, Allie, the apology, it actually gets worse. Oh no. At the same time, how would you like it if members from the gay public on a day-to-day basis were sending you inappropriate videos and messages, basically abusing you? If this happened to oh a girl, it would be a completely different situation. Massive action taken towards the people that were sending her abuse and inappropriate things also on the other hand i think it's a very unfair dismissal from mck global <laughs> and would like to be given the opportunity to show my side of the story to why i'd made this video and to show them the evidence i have that shows that it was a attack out of anger and not over what i believe Okay, so, so so this is that that like panic defense that we kind of talked about. Like he's he's like, no, yes. I was so angry because I was getting a bunch of D pics, and this is how I lashed out. Like this is how people get killed, dude. Oh, well, I mean, but he's the one that's being abused in his apology. There are so many. Th- he hit the trifecta of awful in terms of bad apologies. I know we have to go, but he did this whole okay. Uh, I didn't mean what I said. He he basically started it with since these people dropped me, let me apologize. Then he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> then he said, my cousin's gay, so I'm fine. And I have friends who are gay. Then uh-huh. he completely flipped it around and said, how would you like it if people were abusing you? Which, oh let's just God. be honest, the entire LGBTQ plus community, especially the trans community, knows exactly what's that, what that is like. Correct. And then to go back and say it's an unfair dismissal is like, I mean, you just, you went full, full circle BS. Uh-huh. I mean, it is just sure like a did. round robin of awful. Oh, my God. It, it's, it's just absolutely terrible. He is my new pick by yep. like hands down hands, for like yeah. worst, worst apology ever. Let us know what you think about that, by the way, at DTS show online. Something else that is also very awful, being the mayor of a major metropolitan city and getting gassed. We'll give you the details up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. As much as we wanted to make this a Trump-free Friday, there are things going on in Portland that we need to talk about. Uh, we told you earlier this week, uh, I mean, I don't think it's I think it's pretty well known at this point that there have been federal agents or mystery troops that have been in Portland, uh, supposedly under the guise of keeping law and order in Portland amid the protests. Uh, the BLM protests have been going on for I think almost two months now. And, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, right. So there is now a, a video that has surfaced of the mayor of Portland being tear gassed. Um, and then also another viral video of some medical professionals being shoved to the ground by officers. All of these seem to be people who are not engaging in violence. They are trying as much as they can to peacefully protest. And I know you've got the audio, James. Will you play it? Because you, I mean, listening to the background noise when you're looking at the mayor of Portland coughing with, like he's got goggles on, but he is being tear gassed with a group of people. They're all coughing. This sounds like a literal war zone. 
not gonna lie, it stings. It's hard to breathe. And uh, I can tell you uh, with 100% honesty, I saw nothing that provoked this response. Um, so uh, you can hear him coughing with a group of people and then you hear what sounds like an explosion behind (laughs) him. Like it sounds like absolute chaos. And it it kind of appears as absolute chaos if you're, if you're mm -hmm. watching some of these videos and, and during this, when, when Mayor Wheeler was, was gassed, he's standing, he's huddling in a crowd of people, which is what happens. A lot of times the, uh, you know, what the, the protesters will do is that they'll sort of make a blockade and there are people who have like big shields up and things like that. And they'll try to like shield everyone from as much as they can from the gas, but it is, it is gas, right? It's tear gas. It's going to get to you. It's going to burn. It's going to sting. It's going to be awful. It's meant to disperse these crowds. And what he's saying is he saw nothing that elicited this response from these secret special forces or whatever that are there on the ground. And, and, you know, I think it's pretty incredible, Ali. I, I watched some, uh, I'll just say it. I watched Fox news and I, I try, actually try to watch Fox news a little bit every day just to sort of hear how they're reporting about things. And they're quite literally reporting this as Antifa is intentionally trying to burn down the city of Portland and oh burn down the city of Albuquerque and that Mayor Wheeler is letting this happen and is a fan of this and that thinks that all of this is all one big conspiracy to make sure that Donald Trump does not get reelected. And so they're they're talking about there's violence, there's murders. They're actually reporting that the people who are being taken away secretly by the secret police and thrown in the back of vans are like known criminal pedophiles and things like that. This is the what? stuff that they're, this is what they're reporting. This is what they're saying is fact. On this Fox is what News. they're saying on Fox news so that, well, then these troops have every right to come in because this mayor is just letting chaos happen because he wants his city to burn down. And they're literally like, where are the, where are the citizens of Portland going to turn to for help now that the mayor's letting all this happen? I mean, it's, it's unreal how they're reporting about this and that you look at every single other news outlet and it's a completely different story. And then if the city does burn down because federal tro- because they because of the chaos that's been going on because of the federal troops that are going in there they would just say, "Well, we were right." Yep, yep, we Even were right. Even if it would be the federal troops themselves that's destroying the city. And as uh, that and- provo- provocation is going to probably potentially increase more violence and more protests and more, all these things like and then yeah, they're they're going to say, "Well, we were right. See, we needed to have to have to send the troops in, you know." So you look at this and you say, you, you look at these videos that are horrifying and disturbing and you go, how is this making anything better? The ACLU has filed a lawsuit on behalf of some of the volunteer medics who were shoved to the ground in that physical encounter that uh, in one of the many viral videos that's been going around this week. Um, and it seems that they are really trying to, to, uh, to look at, to investigate the reason behind exactly who these troops are and the blatant abuse of power that Donald Trump is exerting in the city of Portland and threatening to exert that in other cities as well. I mean, he said that there were troops going to Chicago. I don't think that there are physical troops there as of yet. It might like it's unclear as what as to whether or not he's just saying this or whether he's do- sometimes when he's saying things and when he's actually doing them are two different things. And then mm-hmm. there are some times where you're like, oh, crap, he is actually doing this and he's not even allowed to. 
Right. Uh, it's it's really an abuse of power. And there's, you know, there's all this, of course, also on Fox News, they're talking about, well, you know, the, the liberals and the Democrats always want to talk about, you know, not giving states their rights. And then now when the federal in, uh, government wants to intervene, now all they want to do is talk about states' rights. But this is a state's rights of, uh, violation. You need to ask for this type of help. So much so that actually the inspectors general of the Department of uh, uh, Homeland Security and the Department of Justice have actually officially launched investigations into Trump's flagrant abuse of power in the streets of portland um which has been reported got reported late last night so um it's it's madness going on in portland and i can only imagine it might get worse this weekend exactly all right well um you know we'll definitely keep you updated and when we get back we're gonna shift gears a little bit i'll give you three words big bear cults drop the subject the new channel q Beware of the big bear cult. <laughs> Might be something you think. Hey, hey. <laughs> mm, let's get something to eat. You um, want to worship this hot dog? <laughs> this might be something you might hear at, you know, Bear Week at P-Town or, you know, uh, Folsom Street. Bear Fair. Week anywhere else. Bear Week anywhere else. Right. <laughs> I, I am uh, firmly, squarely in the bear community. So I accept all of these uh, making fun of that we are doing. Honestly, we love the bears. And there have been some actual signs discussing cult activity around Big Bear Lake, which is a really, really popular, super fun uh, place for you to burn all of the skin off of your arm (laughs) here in Southern California. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what James did last time he went to Big Bear Lake, which is about, uh, what is it, an hour and a half, two hours from from the greater Los Angeles area. Uh And uh, there's a little... tube cart thing that uh, that James did. If you missed the story, you have to download the podcast, but basically he went down a tube in a go-kart that was, went a little too fast and he ripped all the skin off of his arm. And, <laughs> it's lovely. But apparently that's not the craziest thing that's going on in Big Bear right now because we have fake cults to worry about. Yeah. I. <laughs> so this is the thing. There's all these signs that go up and it's really great. Whoever, I mean, it's not really great. This is, this is awful. <laughs> but also, whoever... This is great. Okay, there's a cult. <laughs> this is what... <laughs> What's really great animals. about cults is not. Oh man, it's a Friday. No, I'm never. I'm not endorsing cults. Everyone, please don't. <laughs> uh, here go. Here go our DMs and our tweets. All of a sudden, oh, drop the subject. Endorses cults. No, listen. So whoever put these signs together, though, just like really went through the effort of trying to make this look as real as possible. So there's these signs they put up all around Big Bear, which is like a mountain lake resort. It's, it's a ski. Uh, resort in the winter and it's summer fun in the summer and they have forest service department of agriculture unsafe area visitor assumes all risk attention campers due to increased satanic cult activity in the area (laughs) camping is not advised until further notice and i immediately thought when reading this alley oh is this someone trying to get people to like just really covid quarantine like are we at the point where we're out of this area yeah yeah. I'm in. I live in Big Bear, and I'm sick of these stupid tourists from Los Angeles right. who are all infecty right. coming into our nice mountain town. Exactly. I think that's exactly what's going on. The sign goes on to talk about, in all caps, several pets have been reportedly sacrificed in satanic <laughs> rituals. Whoa! I mean, they're saying all the things that are going to get LA people not to come. Like my pet is okay. I'm unsafe. I'm at risk of joining a cult. 
and then my pet might be sacrificed. Right. And then they also have to say they're infiltrating yoga studios. Right. That would be the only <laughs> last thing that would really make everyone in LA not go the there. The satanic cult people have uh, effectively shut down all vegan inspired restaurants and Big Bear <laughs> yes. don't come, right? There are no asylums. <laughs> well, they even say, right, <laughs> right, you can't get your smoothie here. Several missing person persons reports have been filed with local authorities this is crazy and they go on to talk about the areas infected which is basically all of these like campgrounds and this like huge area if suspicious activity is observed called 911 of course san bernardino national forest this is hysterical but they so many signs were posted everywhere alley that the actual forest service of san bernardino Ca- county had to like put out a issue a statement, issue a statement that, like this is fake like we have no evidence of satanic uh what not going on in big bear well i think that actually i mean all of this aside i know this is a joke and it's a scam but now is a great time to start a cult you've got a lot of people <laughs> no it's never a good time if you've been on the fence about it and you're like you know what would i be a good cult leader hold on a minute you've got a bunch of people that are kind of bored or, you know, un- they, they're feeling very raw. Maybe some people are feeling vulnerable. And, and it's a great time to just be like, and I'm talking peaceful, happy cult. I'm not oh. talking about like drink the Kool-Aid cult. I mean, I'm is there about such nice- a thing though? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if anyone, like li- go back and watch all your cult documentaries, Allie. Like, were any of them just like this cult happened and then the end? Like everyone was happy and... <laughs> You know, yeah. I'd have to go through, but I'm guessing that no, I don't no, think that the offhand, I, I can't think. Hold on, Jones. Oh no, that no, ended badly. No. Um, let's see, Kim, the Bogwan. Yeah, no, no, that was Kimmy, bad Kimmy as well. Schmidt. No, uh, yeah, that 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 actually was bad as well. Um, but but <laughs> maybe you can be the first. Cults. <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry, we're not endorsing endorsing cults. But if you decide to start one, that was a great. Time. No, Allie. Okay. Okay. Uh, no let's talk to a mental health professional, shall we? When we yeah. come back, Dr. Jen is going to join us because it's Friday and we're going to talk about what happens when your partner's going through something, whether it's a, um, a trauma or if, they ha- if they're having mental health problems of their own. I believe we're going to touch on Kim Ka- uh, Kardashian and Kanye West and, and looking at that situation. When your partner's going through it, what do you do? We'll talk about that when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and James and Dr. Jen Mann, our licensed psychotherapist who joins us every Friday, is on with us. Dr. Jen, welcome back to the show. You look lovely as always, and the listeners will just have to trust us on that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. (laughs) We are talking this week about what to do when your partner is going through something. Maybe it's from a mental health standpoint, or maybe it could even be trauma or a death in the family, or when your partner is really going through it, when do you step in and when do you kind of say, you know what, I need to take a step back and I need somebody else to step in and help with this? I know it's a jam-packed and loaded question, but it's one that a lot of people are thinking about this week, especially as these dialogues about Kanye West and his state of mind come into play and make national and international news. 
Do you have a rule of thumb around this or it must just be really specific to case by case? Well, I, my rule is that the first thing you want to do is always talk to the person directly and make sure that the way you're talking to them is extremely sensitive, especially, you know, I've been talking a lot about this situation with Kanye and he's been open about being bipolar and it tends to be particularly difficult with people who are bipolar to get them to take their medication because even though the lows are so low, the highs are so high and it can often be a very creative time, a time when people are able to clean their homes and stay up all night and do that, write songs, do amazing things. So it can be particularly difficult to get someone who's bipolar to take their medication. But there are a whole host of situations that come up with people where they're resistant to getting help, whether it's depression, a death in the family, anxiety, you know, COVID-related fears, where people don't realize that sort of their issue, their anxiety, their sadness has hit gone beyond a breaking point and beyond kind of a point of quote unquote normal or expected. And when people are resistant to getting help, first of all, you want to make sure that you're speaking to them in a way that is sensitive so that they're not feeling like you're pointing fingers. Oh, you're sick. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Anything like that. What you want to do is make sure that you're approaching them with compassion and that you are doing it with respect and that you're not pathologizing them. I love that you, you know, have all of that right there that is compassion and respect and not pathologizing what what's going on. There's I think sometimes what's really difficult is in those moments. You know, I think about, you know, I, I have a, a fair amount of people in my life who have some really intense anxiety. And when they're even, let's just say, like feeling a situational anxiety moment, sometimes it's e- even me who's had kind of more training than the average bear, I would say, about you know, when do I step in or is this something that I just need to let my partner sort of work through? And if it's, you know, Chris has had some anxiety around flying before and we've just learned through unfortunately trial and error that sometimes me trying to fix it actually makes it worse, right? And so I just kind of know like I'm holding your hand and then you guide me to what you need, which inherently feels like I'm putting more work on Chris, but it's actually, he just needs me to be there and shut my damn mouth, you know? Absolutely. And and a lot of the time, it's harder to hear things from our partner than it is from someone else, which actually leads me to step two. The first step is to talk to the person. The second step is to talk to a professional, a mental health professional that if your partner has a therapist or has someone in their life that they respect, or talk to a medical professional. Let's say they really like their internist. I don't even care if it's their dentist, like whoever it is that is a professional that they trust who might be able to say like, hey, I've noticed that you're a little more anxious than I've seen you before. Can we talk about it? That sometimes it's a lot easier to hear that from that neutral person, especially a professional and their observation instead of yours, that that can make a really big difference. But then what if they won't? see a professional. But I'm not even talking about seeing a professional. And look, fortunately, right now, everyone's doing telemedicine. Uh So it can be getting someone on the phone. Yeah, before dragging someone to an appointment, it might be impossible. But right now, handing someone the phone and (laughs) handing your partner phone saying, there's someone on the phone for you. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta do what we gotta do. But then really, the, the third line of defense is the intervention. It is bringing together, and now we'll be on Zoom, but bringing together people who love and care about your 
person who is do, not doing well and everyone saying like, hey, we love you. We respect you. We, but we're really concerned about you and we really need to see you get help. And a lot of the time in an intervention, you're saying like, hey, and if you don't get help, then here's what's going to happen. You know, if you're unwilling to see someone for your anxiety, I can no longer let you babysit your niece because I'm worried that your anxiety is harming your ability to make good decisions. Or, you know, I can no longer be married to you because your anxiety is making you so difficult to live with and abusive to me that I can't tolerate this any longer. So whatever it is that they might lose if they don't actually get the help that they need. Very, very, very insightful. You know, and I think something that whether or not people have diagnosed mental health issues or not, we all have those moments in our lives, particularly with our partners. Um, and we're having this really fascinating conversation about sort of when you step in and when you don't, um, when you know that's you can kind of see that someone else is going through something. Um, we're on with Dr. Jen Man, but we have more coming up. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It's Friday. We are having our weekly conversation with the wonderful Dr. Jen Mann and a topic that is really, uh, sometimes I, I think it can expand to everyone. You know, we think about when do I have this conversation with someone who is, who is maybe having a, a difficult mental health issue? We always tie that to diagnosis. I think a, a lot of people sort of think, I don't have mental, mental health issues because no one has diagnosed me as having bipolar disorder or no one has diagnosed me as having schizophrenia. But you can be depressed. You can have anxiety. You can have all of these things. It is part of your overall health without having that firm diagnosis. And I, I do think it is really sometimes a very nuanced, difficult thing when you're the partner and you have someone who's going through something right now and you're like, hey, I need to do this. And before the we went into the break, uh, Dr. Jen, you were talking about consequences, if I can use that word. And that's really scary, I think, for a lot of people to say, all right, here's the intervention and this is what's going on. We can see this maybe a little bit clearer than you can from the outside. And if you don't seek help, here are the consequences. And how can you sort of get over the fear of having that maybe assertive of a conversation? Well, clearly you don't go to the point of an intervention unless things are so bad that everything else has failed. And this person is no longer functioning well in their life and that they are doing harm not only to themselves, but to their relationships with other people, to their career, to various different things. And yeah, the perfect example is the alcoholic who is, you know, making choices that are, they're going to lose their job, they're going to lose their marriage, they're going to compromise their health, they're making dangerous choices. But a lot of the time with mental health, it becomes that way as well. And look, you don't make that kind of intervention for someone who's just really anxious around COVID. You know, mm -hmm. it, this is a Kanye level example, when we're talking about an intervention. But I think that many of us are seeing loved ones right now struggling with COVID related anxiety. I think that it is part of the new normal. And there's a certain level of anxiety that is kind of normal, given a pandemic, given that many of us are seeing people we love and care about getting sick and dying. And, you know, that is not talked about a lot right now. And I think that mm -hmm. it is something important to kind of keep in mind. And at the same time, we have a duty to manage our anxiety at this time, because it does impact our partners, our children, our friends, our relatives, our parents, our loved ones. So we do have a real responsibility to try to manage that 
whether through therapy, through bibliotherapy, through TED Talks about anxiety, through whatever it takes to help you manage it that is doable for you, your lifestyle, your financial situation needs to be done. Do you feel that among celebrities, mental health issues are more likely to fly under the radar? I mean, I think about some celebrities and if they're going through something, but then they've also got They've been calling the shots yep. for a long time. And it's easy to, to be like, nope, I'm still calling the shots. And how to kind of change that dynamic and how difficult that can be. Because I think there's a big part of Kanye's situation where, you know, he's got millions and millions of followers and he's just kind of going off the rails and everyone's like, OK. And then people feel nervous about stepping in. I mean, yep. that must be so different from the from when you've got that big platform from just Joe Schmo on the street. Absolutely. You bring up, it's a great question. I was just talking on TMZ about this, that most celebrities surround themselves with yes people. Right. Mm -hmm. That, you know, Kanye comes up with, with an idea. Look, obviously he's a brilliant guy. So many of his ideas are absolutely brilliant, but people in that situation, celebrities and people who are high powered, who have a lot of money tend to surround themselves with a team of people whose financial future depends on keeping that celebrity happy. So it's very difficult for those people to say no. They tend to be yes people. They tend to be people who will massage the ego. Oh, you're brilliant. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, it's great. Be counter to the culture. Yes, say something different. You know, these kinds of people make it very difficult for oftentimes a celebrity to get help or even recognize if there's a problem because they, hey, Kim, I know you don't like this idea, but you know, you're more conservative than I am. But Bob and Jim and, and Jason and Daryl and, and Susan all think it's a great idea. So what a lot of the time is forgotten is that these people, their livelihood depends on keeping you happy. So they're less likely to stand up and say, hey, dude, this is not a good idea. Like, I think this is hurting your brand. I, I don't think you should do this. Do you think that it's a fair criticism. A lot of people have been criticizing the Kardashians saying, well, you're letting this guy, you're just letting him make a fool of himself. You know, what do you think about that? Because there, there's a certain amount of, oh, the support system and the people around him are just kind of sitting back and not doing anything. But then it's also like, if they're not mental health professionals, is that their responsibility? I think that they're in a tough position to be able to quote unquote control someone who is going off the rails that is a public figure that has millions and millions of dollars. It has groups of, of people who work for them who are going to support their ideas and all that. I think it's incredibly difficult. And I have no doubt that behind the scenes, there is a lot more going on where they are probably trying to help him and rein him in, but also be respectful publicly because you can't be wagging a finger. You can't get up and, and speak against your husband and be saying things that are disrespectful because that will hurt the marriage and hurt the brand. Very true. And very complicated, of course, um, which is what we do every week here with Dr. Jen Mann. We take on complicated uh, topics and subjects. We are so lucky and honored that you are able to join us every, every week. Dr. Jen, if you uh, want to learn more about Dr. Jen, you can follow her on Instagram and see her amazing vegan food, by the way, at Dr. <laughs> Jen, Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. Also check out 
out her weekly column on Hump Day Wednesdays uh, in Style Magazine at InStyle.com, um, as well as you can pick up her many, one of her many books, the first of which I'm reading, by the way, The Relationship Fix. Thank you so much. It's fantastic. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Lose It time, and boy, do I have three stories for you. James, you have three decisions to make. You news or lose whatever you choose, and I'm feeling pretty good about these, so let's get right into it. Headline number one Traveling Circus Stranded in Roswell. <laughs> Oh, you placate me so. (laughs) Ding! Okay. Uh, By the way, uh, Napua on Instagram had five stars for your bell. Oh, my bell. bell Let me see if I can find my bell again. All right. Keep keep going. Uh Headline number two. Ellen's home gets burgled. Oh, Ellen. No. Okay. I I will... Yes to the Ellen story, and I will. There you go. <laughs> Multiple so... church bells. Bong. Okay. Right. <laughs> there you go, Nicole. <laughs> finally, headline number three: At home jury duty. Thanks, twenty twenty. Oh Jesus! Wah wah. No, I think we know exactly how this is going to go. You're, no, yeah. I'm going to lose that one because I want to talk more about Ellen uh, and uh, circuses and Roswell. But I do think it's really funny. I wonder how many people are going to just show up like from their bed. Yeah. Or like, OK, juror number nine, your video's off. So oh, can you God. please? Juror number, <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to just eat soup while I'm listening to these testimony. I mean, how do you you can't regulate any of that? That just seems not right. But anyway, you lost it. Let's move on. Let's talk about Ellen first. Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi, their mansion in Montecito, which is in Santa Barbara County, was burgled. And it's it's a bummer. I mean, she's been having a rough year. I know that things haven't been going rough. She's still very successful. She's got millions and millions of dollars, so it's hard to feel bad for her, but you're kind of like, oh, damn. Right, right, right. Uh, there are a lot of people who have been coming out of the woodwork this year to talk about the toxic culture, the... Uh, the the negative environment that has been the Ellen show for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And this actually didn't happen. It, it happened on 4th of July weekend, but the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office has just released these details, which is why we're hearing about it now. They were targeted, quote, due to the victim's celebrity status. Yeah, duh. Uh, there's no <laughs> word <laughs> of, on the value what was taken, but... They do. Some of the cops said that uh, stolen items included high value jewelry and watches. They're also planning, you know, they're under uh, an extensive investigation, I guess, to see if this incident was connected to other recent celebrity home burglaries, Mm. because there have been many. And I'm just looking at her house in Santa Barbara. Twenty seven million dollar, eight thousand square foot Balinese style home. This is, if I was going to, in my wildest dreams, draw the house that I thought I would never be able to own, Uh it would look exactly like this. (laughs) Like, it is really gorgeous. Um, So, I understand, let's just put it this way. I understand why people were mad when she said she felt like she was in prison. 
Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, even if you hadn't even seen pictures of this, people just knowing that you live in a twenty-seven million dollar house, you can even just assume Ellen being Ellen and having the money that she has. Like you're like, no, wherever you're living is not a prison. I promise you. But I, I do wonder: is this like? Was this one of those things where they like we're quarantining in in L.A. So then they were signaling right. to everyone yes. that like, oh, we're not in our twenty-seven million dollar Montecito home. That's exactly what the the uh, police are warning celebrity families about because they're like, don't post anything oh. about where you're quarantining. Uh-huh. Don't post anything about where you're traveling because everyone's everyone who's looking to burgle right now. They're like, oh, great. If you're quarantined, if you live in New York, but you're quarantining in Europe, I'm going to go ahead and break into New York house it, because right. nobody's going to be there. Right. Well, Allie, we definitely I know that the L.A. County uh, Sheriff sent us warnings as well. They were on a se- super secret celebrity list. So we <laughs> right. we got that warning as well, you know, just <laughs> yeah, for okay. us not to let people I know. I know your place is only the size of a baby grand piano. <laughs> it but, is. Yeah. Um, we're on that celebrity mm-hmm. list, just yeah. So I know my nine hundred and fifty square foot. We're just like a little bit more risk. celebrities than you are, so we're just like a little uh-huh. bit more high risk. All of the apartments in this area look exactly the same. I feel like they wouldn't even know which one to break into. Uh, just follow the smell of cats. Okay, right. let's talk about this traveling circus that's stranded in Roswell. If I could think of the worst places to be stranded, uh, Roswell would probably be on the list <laughs> just because I've been there and it's very ski- it's creepy. What? Okay. I thought it'd be super interesting. It's creepy there. I went to a gas station and it, I've never been the same. And got abducted. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe. So there know. was this circus called the Do Portugal Circus. They were setting up on March 8th to do a show in Roswell. But then they had to cancel their first show. It was originally scheduled for March 13th. Then it seemed as though it was didn't make sense for them to travel as a group. Uh-huh. And so they've been kind of just sitting there in Roswell stranded until COVID kind of calms down. One of the, you know, managers, I don't know if this is the ringleader or who, but said that they are actually lucky that they were in Roswell when the pandemic struck because the fairgrounds have let them stay on the property and use their electricity for free. Whoa. And local food banks and relief groups have been making trips to them to you know, make sure that they're fed and and doing well. So they said that it's been kind of a relief, even though I I don't know. I mean, maybe these are just friendly aliens being like, hey, stay in Roswell. It's okay. You're one of us. You're one of us. Come stay with us. Come stay with us. I do think this this is very interesting that um, that it's just a random circus that no one's ever heard of that's stuck in Roswell. No, these were the aliens that they kind of missed the mark when they tried to land in Area 51. They accidentally landed on the outside. No one had their men in black little thing to flash the light, so we all forgot. We're a circus! Right, exactly. uh, (laughs) People will buy this story. Yeah, they're like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. You've got an arm growing out of your head. You're part of the circus. You're fine. Uh, Okay, when we come back, uh, a, a new, some new, uh, a new piece of production brought to you. It's an original. Drop the subject original when we come back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Ellie and James. Hearing some lovely things from all of you. Um, Adam Zelasco on Instagram was hearing us talk about universe docu series. James and I are both very into space and we will spend an evening um, either sober or under the influence <laughs> looking at and watching 
documentaries about black holes and the planets. So he had a recommendation. He said, if y'all like space docs, you got to check out Nova, the planets. It aired on PBS. Love it. But you can watch it on Amazon Prime, narrated by Zachary Quinto. It is 100, 100, 100. So I know what I'm doing this weekend. Totally. Last night's was volcanoes, by the way. And they were exploring (laughs) volcanoes on all these different planets around whatever. And they basically were like, oh, (laughs) Siri doesn't understand. They were basically like (laughs) Venus and Earth were like twins. And then the volcanoes took over Venus. Yes. Basically, the only reason Venus isn't Earth is because of all the volcanoes. And I went, I was not inebriated whatsoever, but I went on all this whole like ethereal thought process about like, what if Venus was Earth and all this other stuff? It's like too much. And the next thing I know, it's like midnight because I fell asleep on the couch again. Yes. Damn it. That's what happens because the, the, and, and it was like Venus was our evil sister. Yeah, like we yeah, got yeah. all the good stuff or it's like we were both in the womb and like one guy it was like it's like a twin situation where like we're Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> Venus is Danny DeVito. Right, right. Basically, right. And they're like, she looks pretty on the outside, but it's like, you know, pure carbon dioxide evil underneath all of that. I'm like, whoa, Venus. So yeah, cool. I know. And then made me really mad at that book. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Because I was <laughs> yeah. like, why is Venus like the a-hole planet? And Mars is like the cool planet that everyone wants to go live on. Like, right, F right. you. Exactly. Um, we also got some great messages from somebody. Uh, a couple people messaged Dr. John Paul directly about how much they're enjoying his presence on Drop the Subject. Yeah, and we know, you know, we really have, we are sort of double down on our commitment to continue the conversation about race, right? This is not just, you know, oh, we're going to talk about this for a few weeks when everyone's talking about it, but this is really important. If we're ever going to bring down systemic racism in all facets of society, including policing, we got to keep talking about this. And Dr. John Paul has been lovely at guiding those conversations. And he got a message, uh, they got a message, excuse me, that said, I'm listening to yesterday's episode of Drop the Subject on Channel Q, and I wanted to let you know I loved your time on the show. I got a lot out of it, and it's continuous inspiration to keep fighting for justice and true equality for all. Yeah, so thank you very much for writing to them, because we've really enjoyed talking to them every single week, and we're really glad that you're enjoying it, too. Now, something that I I, I hope people enjoyed that I uh, put up yesterday, uh, yesterday we talked on the show about Biden's new campaign slogan. It's his new three-plank system <laughs> on rebuilding the economy. And let us just be clear. We're not trying to just trash Biden and say he's a horrible, like, that, right, that right. you know. I just think that the Build Back Better campaign is a little bit confusing and a bit of a tongue twister. So we had some fun with that yesterday on the show and uh, encapsulated it all in 30 seconds and put it up online. Take a listen. Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it build back better. What's the word? Better. Better. Because we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have to do it better. 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 I'm outlining the third plank of my build back better program. Let's see if you can try this tongue twister. Build back better. Betty bought butter, but the butter was bitter. <laughs> my build back better plan. Bought butter, but the butter was bitter. So Betty bought better butter to make the bitter butter better. 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 You really do taste better. Butter. New parquet. Now the flavor says butter. even better. Better. So it, <laughs> there oh, it is. Biden. You know, Biden uh, allegedly back. stole his, his campaign slogan from the parquet Better. people. Parquet. I didn't know that parquet doesn't even exist anymore. They don't even have a Twitter account. Well, because it's not even real food. 
Right. So <laughs> I guess we got out of in the 80s and the 90s. I guess the, like, the, the trend of not real food eventually went away. <laughs> right, right. So we did like, Park uh, A. We should maybe not do this. Now yeah. we just try to pass it off as real food and continue exactly. having it be. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, added sugar and all that. All right. When yeah. we get back, Britney Spears, there's an update. Whoa. Free Britney. We've got, there's an exclusive interview that Brian Spears did on a podcast and also Britney Spears has released another video answering questions that we've all wanted to know the answer to for months and years. The update on Britney, next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject, Allie and James. Let's get to Britney Spears. I am ready to talk about this. I've been waiting all show long. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get to it. Oh my God, it's going on Britney. So as I said earlier in the show, I went down a Britney Spears rabbit hole last night because there were several things going on this week in terms of her conservatorship. She had to appear in court to see whether or not the conservatorship would be renewed. She did not appear in virtual court. They renewed it for another year. Mm -hmm. Everyone got all pissed off again. This whole free Britney thing has regained more momentum. And then... A couple of things just happened in the last 24 hours. Uh Uh-oh. She put out another video answering questions. (laughs) Which we Yes. And 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 Brian Spears, Britney Spears' older brother, Mm -hmm. did a rare interview on a podcast where he addressed the conservatorship. So let's start with the video, the Instagram video that Britney put out. Hi guys, so a lot of you have been asking me more questions in the comments and I'm here to answer all of your questions. So the first main question that you guys have been asking me is what's my favorite Disney movie? Okay, no one is asking what your favorite Disney movie is. (laughs) Right, no, we want to know, like, how are you? Even Ruby Rose commented on this and said, I have a different question. Right. So, and then somebody else said that it appears that it seems that Britney Spears doesn't have access to her own Instagram at all. Anyway, Correct. let's move on. Correct. My favorite Disney movie is probably Frozen, just because I really like the fact that the two sisters, um, their relationship, and then one goes off and lives in a castle just because she can't deal anymore. She also um, says in the in the in the caption, she said, "If it sounds like I has a, have a lisp, it's because I got a retainer." So, if anybody has questions about what she sounds like, she's saying it's because she got a retainer. Also, Uh, I love that she's like, the sister goes off and lives in a castle because she just can't take it anymore. Right. She's sending us signals. Ah. Movie movie is probably uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, What time do I go to sleep? I go to sleep between 1130 and 12. Um, What's my favorite flower? It's a rose. And how old was I when I got my first car? I was probably 17 years old. And have I ever gotten a speeding ticket? I've had one speeding ticket my whole life. Hi, guys. So a lot okay. of you have been asking. So that's her latest video. <laughs> there is something about, there's a cadence. There's something about those specific questions that she's answering. She's, she, the, the answers she's giving, they might be feeding her the questions, but the answers she's giving are all code. They all right, are. Right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. And I, I was talking to my wife about this last night. Like I said, she brought, broke out the DSM-5. She was, And I was like, do you think that she's on a, t- a bunch of medication? And she was like, these videos, from what I know, this doesn't look like someone who's on medication. In fact, it looks like just the opposite. It looks yeah. like she is not on medication at all. Yeah. So then let's move on to Brian Spears and some of the things that he said in in interview. So so this was a podcast and the podcast I want to make sure I mention it. 
It's called as not seen on the as not seen on TV podcast. Mm, so okay, he was on this good. podcast for a, about an hour, long, long conversation. Wow, yeah. And uh, obviously, we're not going to play all of what was said, but here's uh, eventually about 20 minutes in, they get to the question of conservatorship and they talk about what it is and how it began. And here's just something he said about the beginnings of it and how long she's been in it. I mean, she's been in this thing for quite some time now. Um, obviously, there was a need for it in the beginning that as every, you know, I assume everyone knows, you know, the, the issues that were going on. And now they, you know, they've made some changes and, you know, all we can do is kind of hope for the best. So do, do we though, do we know what was going on? We just ex- know that publicly she like shaved her head. Like what? exactly, exactly. So props to this, uh, the guy, the host of the podcast, because his response to this was, I don't know if people really do know what's going on. I didn't Ooh, know what good. was going on. Yeah. And he then kind of responded with another very general answer about, well, you know, a conservatorship is when somebody is incapacitated and they're not able to make decisions for themselves. And it's like, but what does incapacitated mean? Whoa. So then the, he goes into how they made the decision as a family when those big incidents broke out, you know, like in 2006, 2007 with the umbrella and all that. It kind of kind of came together. Um, and not everybody agreed with it either. You know, like, you know, everyone had their own opinion and like, oh, well, maybe we should do it this way or do it that way. But at the end, I think we made the right choice. Um, how Now, how it proceeds from here, you know, I, do, I don't know. So then he, he explains that this was a it's been a good thing for our family. It was a good decision for our family. Everybody has opinions on what, what it should be. But now, should she still be in it? And even he's not exactly sure. Mm, and whether is going on here, Allie. Right. And then, and I, I didn't pull this audio, but another point that he makes was, you know, because the, the, the podcast host is going, well, you know, she's still doing shows. She's still performing all the time. Um, you know, is she play-? like, he was asking about that. And Brian basically said, well, yeah, she's the one who's up there, but all of us as a family are, are putting our heart and soul into this to keep it going. And I was kind of like, irked by that because it was sort of like discredit it was it was almost like well yeah she's the one up there dancing but we're all in this together making this brand continue and it was kind Mm. of like okay so you are kind of using her because all of you are living off of the britney spears brand and trying to keep it going for the livelihood of your family and you want to take control away from her because you don't want her to put her own brand at risk Right. Well, and there's, you know, a, a lot of these people who will tell you when you are as big as Britney and whatever, you you are never doing this alone, right? There's a reason all you hear about all these A-listers entourage and whatever, because it does take a team of people to sort of keep these things together. And that team of people are often the ones that end up either helping you be successful or like completely being part of your downfall. Or like, you know, everyone is like, oh, J-Lo's a diva. J-Lo actually herself is not known to be a diva. It's her team, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, you wonder like, okay, all of the team financial interests are specifically directly tied to how well Britney does. And so if they're able to control that better if she's under conservatorship it does make you wonder exactly and then i'll, I'll play i know we have to go but i want to play one more thing because he mentions what she feels about it mm. you think it was the right choice for there to be a conservatorship at, for at the time yes right having someone constantly tell you to do something has got to be frustrating so yeah she's she's wanted to get out of it for quite some time what level of that it 
is the reality. I, who knows? You know, think about it. She's been surrounded by people and a team of people since she was 15. So he's basically admitted that she doesn't want to be in the conservatorship. She has been wanting out of it since the beginning. Uh-huh. And what that would actually look like in pra- practicality, I don't exactly know. So Whoa. unbelievable. Um you know, it, it's a, this whole free Britney thing. You know, we joke about it like it's this, con, you know, this conspiracy theory. Um, it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory. I, I, I you know, <laughs> right. it's it's literally somebody being like, yeah, she's in a conservatorship. She doesn't get to make her own decisions. They We control uh, her life and she does want out of it. So, you know, whether it, it all depends on what her mental condition is. It all depends uh-huh. on if she's got, um, you know, if she's got bipolar disorder or she's got schizoaffective disorder or whatever it is, if she can't make her own decisions. That we don't know. Um, when we come back, sports talk, totally shifting gears again. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Can you imagine being a superhero? A live, living, actual human mortal superhero. And you are doing everything you can to try to save the planet. And then your favorite sports team asks you to do something that many people live for their entire lives, throw out the first pitch, and then you screw it up. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is Drop the Subject, by the way. I am James. She is Allie. And doc- Dr. Anthony Fauci is a big Washington Nationals fan. We have seen him wear the mask of the Washington Nationals on many occasions. He's just a big baseball guy in general. He says uh, he said the other day on CNN that he played when he was a youngster. Um, so, oh, I didn't know he played. Not, not like for anyone. Not like uh, like for a team. He played when he was like a kid, you know. Um, yeah, but okay. he's a big baseball fan. So he, because he is a a, a a real life hero in most people's eyes, he the Washington Nationals were like, hey, it's opening day of baseball. Baseball's restarting again. We're coming back. Why don't you throw out the ceremonial opening pitch? And um, <clears throat> well, it. <laughs> didn't really go very well. It did not go near the plate. Okay. And there's been a lot of jokes about flattening the curve. And it's, I mean, he, you see him throw this ball. No, oh, poor and guy. You explained it really well before we, we cracked the mics this morning, where you said it wasn't like he didn't do like an arm motion. It was like he shot putted the ball. Right. It was like, a, like it seemed like his whole upper torso just jerked off to one side and the ball immediately went <laughs> it's just sort of like complete left direction <laughs> and the catcher just kind of like stood up and ran to it uh and i i know the poor guy and this is i mean this has happened a lot right uh, i think uh 50 cent not one of my favorite people throughout maybe the worst ever first pitch he like he like lefty south pod it and it literally went closer to first base than it did to home plate like it just like <laughs> sort of ricocheted off this wasn't quite that bad but i think the best part was the and it's not chris fowler i cannot remember this commentator's name if you guys remember sorry i'm, I'm so bad but he's like legendary baseball commentator for espn um they have to be really quiet after he throws the pitch because they kind of have a hard time keeping it together. <laughs> and once they finally get their wits about them. And it was just like the music. It was like, the way you do the, the things, things you, you do. do. Right. Do, we'll, we'll, play, do, we'll play a little bit of that. They're just like, um, um. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci now, not in front of a large crowd, but certainly in front of a national television audience. I would have thought, given just how big a fan he is of baseball, that that would have been something. But look, the man has been so busy, that is not something he probably has had time to practice. 
I'm speechless, Carl. I'm speechless. <laughs> so he bounced it through a little wide, but this guy is a diehard. That's right, Carl Ravitch. That's who it is. That's I know. Through a little wide. And Carl Ravitch, one of the consummate pros, right, in all the sports broadcasting, was like, I'm just gonna be real quiet for a minute poor guy oh well tony fauci we love you i'm so glad you got to live this dream of throwing out the first pitch for your team the washington nationals congratulations and they have they've got a pretty good shot by the way at making some noise here in the rest of the season in the playoffs and uh, uh getting another championship Yes. Now let's give you some updates on team names because there have been several big team name updates that started yesterday and it has everyone um, cracking up. Okay. Oh, very good. You were working on that one all night too, weren't you? (laughs) I was, I was. It was Britney Spears and Kraken jokes. So the Seattle NHL team name has been announced and I don't I don't follow hockey, so I don't know if they had a team before this. I don't know. They Okay, they didn't. So this is the newest team Mm -hmm. in the NHL. They've started this new team, and they are the Seattle Kraken. And a Kraken is, I guess, some kind of a sea monster. Yeah, release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. I mean, you look at the Google image search, and it's a giant octopus monster taking down an entire pirate ship, which is a pretty badass mascot if you're going to come up with a team name. And so you've got this little S with Seattle, and then it's got this, you know, red eye, and it kind of looks like a serpent. But it's the name itself that's kind of gotten some jokes online going. Um, if people are fans and and uh, if they're if they're big team supporters of the Kraken, are they called crackheads? <laughs> Hey, that's good. You know, leave it, leave it to the interwebs, leave it to Twitter, right? They, Allie, by the way, a kraken is a legendary cephalopod-like sea monster of gigantic size in Scandinavian folklore. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of going with creatures that don't exist. <laughs> right, I kind of like, like this the- too. Like, why don't let's just remove all controversy? Because at first <laughs> they were going to be like the totems or something, and we're like, no, 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 oh no, 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 no. But then, yeah, they went with Kraken, which is really good. Something I, Ali, we're going to get all your sports talk in right now. I'm so excited that that we get to talk sports. Something I'm super excited about is basketball is finally back. Oh my gosh, the WNBA starts tomorrow. The Storm, the Liberty. The reigning champion Washington Mystics are playing. They play at 2 p.m. tomorrow Pacific time. And at least the this Washington team, Allie, has a name. Yeah, they do have a name <laughs> because the Washington, formerly known as Redskins, are the Washington football team. <laughs> uh, That's it. I think I could go with the Washington Sasquatches, That's the Washington Loch Ness Monsters. Really anything would have been better than the Washington football team but it is a placeholder name so um i think that you know you can leave it up to the people i think the people should be voting on what the name is uh, we'll be back with more drop the subject lots of other stuff coming up um when we come back we're gonna take a cognitive test together okay trump took one and so will we when we come back drop the subject the new channel q ali johnson james simmons drop the subject ali yeah i'm gonna give you five words okay Mm, I want you okay. to remember these five words. You can repeat them now, and then I would. Can like, I write them down? No, and then I would like for you to rem, uh, remember them. Okay. Okay. Face, velvet, velvet, church, church, Daisy, Daisy, red. Can you? You oh, can God. go ahead and repeat those back to me if you want. Oh no! Um, face. Uh huh. Velvet. Yep. Daisy. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on. There uh Daisy Church uh-huh. Red. 
Okay, very good. I'm going to give them to you one more time in order. You just flip-flop church and daisy, okay? Face, velvet, (laughs) church, daisy, red. Face, velvet, church, daisy, red. Okay, very good. So this is similar to this test that Donald Trump took that has, oh, become very, very, very famous that he has talked about um, (laughs) earlier this week. You know, he was sort of called to task about by Chris Wallace and that now what has now become infamous for him and wonderful for lots of other folks. This interview where Chris Wallace basically fact checked him into the boards like it was an NHL hockey game over and over and over again. And so finally, Chris Wallace at one point was like, "Okay, so you took this cognitive test in 2018. Did you take something recently? What was the test and whatever? And Trump's like, I don't know, but I did better on it than anyone has ever done ever on any test ever. And I dare Joe Biden to take this test. And it like turned into a whole different thing. It turned into such a big thing that then Donald Trump two days later went back on Fox News, was interviewed by a a physician. He wasn't really interviewed, though. He just stood there and talked at the physician who just stared at him blankly and basically talked for the entire time about the cognitive test he took. Yeah, and the cognitive test that, it, what's his name, Chris? Um, Chris Wallace. Wallace. He showed like a graph of the test and he was like, well, it's a very easy test. I mean, literally, they're just <laughs> there's animal drawings of animals and then you have to point out what the animal is. Like, that's a lion and that's a rhinoceros. And uh-huh. he was like, well, yeah, I mean, it starts out really easy, but then they get really hard. But then they, they <laughs> like, okay. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this test right now. It says draw a clock, which I will say if you're drawing an actual clock with a face and all the numbers, if you're seven, that's pretty easy. Or, you know, if you're like growing, but then so many people rely on digital clocks now that I believe there are many people who wouldn't be able to draw a clock. (laughs) Well, that's true. Although this test is generally administered to individuals who are older, who have some very specific time uh, symptoms of like cognitive decline. So this is not this particular Montreal cognitive assessment is not a test we like routinely give to people, Allie. It is like if someone has been repeating themselves, they're losing things like their car keys frequently, they're forgetting very, very recent events, um, they have a conversation with you, and then 10 minutes later, they don't remember that conversation, or even the day later, they don't remember this conversation. Things that are starting to clue individuals into maybe there's some sort of like cognitive decline or like delirium or early onset Alzheimer's, things like that, we start administering tests like this Montreal one only when there's concern. And I think that's sort of the big right, question. Right, where it's like, like, okay, somebody like that's been playing football for 20 years and they might have CTE. Sure. And you want to do a test to see if they if their cognitive abilities, their basic cognitive abilities have been called into question. Yeah. Then you would take this test. Yeah, and then you... So Trump was so, so excited to tell everyone about this test and it's exactly how, how it works. Um, it was a little... Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the word concerning, maybe, Allie? I said to the doctor, it was Dr. Ronnie Jackson, I said, is there some kind of a test, an acuity test? And he said there actually is, and he named it, whatever it might be. And it was 30 or 35 questions. The irony is not lost on me that he can't remember the name of a test that's supposed to evaluate his cognition and memory. Yes, but then he also was like, uh, I, I, this doctor, it was this doctor was this name. Uh, of course. You know, he's like trying to gloat about that's it. That's his surgeon general, I think, is who he's saying, yeah. Yeah. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult, uh, like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, <laughs> camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. 
such person, <laughs> woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. If you, okay, now he's asking you other questions, other questions, and then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, they say, remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question? Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Now, in this, in this clip, he only says it three times. But in the entire interview, he probably says person, woman, woman, man, camera, TV. I'm not kidding you, like, ten times. And nah. Yeah, it's crazy. And Twitter lost their minds. They're redoing <laughs> MAGA hats that say person, woman, man, camera, TV on, on, across the top of them. Like, they're, the way that people are going about this on Twitter, I mean, it's... So I, I'm in this balance of, like, as a medical professional, obviously, like, you don't want anyone to have, like, Alzheimer's or, like, some sort of cognitive decline, though we all have it. But, like, we don't need the person who is running our country to have this cognitive decline. Like, someone administered this test to him, and I think this is what is lost on him. Someone administered this test to him because they were concerned. This is not... <laughs> I want to be specifically clear that the gentleman, the researcher who actually developed this test cautions that this is not meant to be an IQ test and it is not used as a measure of someone's intelligence. The purpose is not to determine persons who have a low or high IQ. This is very specifically to diagnose someone's so like, like, yeah, you know, meant, can you, know, you look at an animal and know its name? And can it, you exactly. draw a clock? And, can you s- tell me words that start with F or whatever? And Allie, can you remember the first five words I gave you at the beginning of this segment? Yes, I can. Uh huh. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. You win. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. You know, every once in a while, we like to highlight somebody who's doing good things in the LGBTQ plus community when it comes to being a good ally. You know, Mm -hmm. we're learning a lot this year about being a good ally in general. And so we thought we would highlight some of these stories in what we like to call the ally of the week. Now, this ally of the week is a story that uh, I I was seeing making the rounds a, a couple days ago. And it's about a woman who, uh, well, a mother, rather, who was married to her husband. (laughs) But all of that changed when her son came out of the closet. Uh Uh-huh. The ally of the week this week is a a now-deleted Reddit account run by a woman named Country Mama Lynn. Which makes me sad. Like, is it deleted now because she was getting a lot of hate? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Subreddits or... Maybe Mama Lynn just isn't into Reddit <laughs> and she didn't right. want all the attention. I don't know. <laughs> right. She shared a story about her 15-year-old son coming out as gay. And I guess he came out while she, the mom was at work and the husband, this guy named Mark, kicked the kid out of the house. And so she reacted in the most mama bear way you could think of. She said, quote, I gave that bastard a piece of my mind and told him that if he can't be a man and support his son, then he can kiss my ass and find someone else to pay his bills. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So she literally kicked him out of the house and he started crying like a baby, begging me to let him stay and saying, you'll never find another man like me. And I told him that That is the whole point of me leaving him. So he finally (laughs) left after hours crying like a bitch. And now my son and I have lots of extra space. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! How amazing, though. And this whole thing, even when, I guess, you know, dad kicked him out, literally threw all of his stuff out, 
they had to go to a hotel and she couldn't get to her parents' place. I don't know, this whole thing, but she like left work immediately. That whole part is just amazing, right? Like how great to have, we hear so many stories of dad, you know, or any parent does the kicking out. And then that's the end of the story. Like the next thing is that this, this kiddo is now having to couch surf and all of these things. And it's really awful. And it's happened to a lot of us. And so to hear like mama bear, just be like, nope, we're not doing this. And you are a piece of S and you need to get out of my house. No one messes with my baby. Yeah, exactly. And she even said, you know, that he was crying and she, and he said, I'm sorry, I'm crying, mom. I just need to be strong. She said, I told him that he doesn't need to be strong. He needs to be loved and that I'll do anything I can to make him feel the way, uh, uh, to make him feel that way. And then, so it's just all very wonderful, uh, you know, and she even admits, she's like, I don't know much about this gay stuff. I just want to love my son. And everybody's <laughs> right. just commenting, being like, you are doing, you you know, somebody said, she's so concerned about making her son feel accepted, but honestly, just leaving her work, leaving her husband, taking her son and his stuff to a hotel, preparing to leave, everything just for him is so much more than most parents would e- ever do. So I think it's wonderful to highlight this. And then also there's a a plot twist here. Plot twist. So, hey, y'all, Mama Lynn update. This just came out uh, like a couple days later. I was talking to my son, who, if you haven't seen my other posts, came out recently and found out I might not just be a straight ally. Whoa. (laughs) So this is Mama Lynn posting on a Reddit account before she deleted it. I assumed all straight ladies were also just as attracted to other ladies as they were men. And I never really thought about it till now. But turns out I might be bi. Is that the right word? (laughs) Thanks for all the love and support. (laughs) I mean, Lynn, we don't know if that's the right word because we don't know if that's what you, maybe you're pansexual. Who knows where this could lead you? I mean, it really is the yellow brick road. It's the rainbow yellow brick road. And it's so exciting to see her be vocal about her process of figuring this all out online and everybody supporting her choices and, 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 you know, giving her validation for I mean, going through something that's probably scary for her, right? To leave her husband and all that stuff and and then remind him who owns the house and pays the bills, which is her. So congratulations, Lynn. It was a ally of the week hybridized with a closet watch unknowingly. When we come back, <laughs> a game that I've been waiting for all show long. Ooh, yes. Does it take less time <laughs> than it takes Diane Keaton to get a fork? Oh, I can't wait. And I hope you can't either. We'll get to it when we come right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Getting into the final hour of the final day of the week. It's Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner and doctor man. Yesterday, we talked for a very long time. Some would say too long about (laughs) Diane Keaton and how long it took her to get a fork. I had to re-explain this to my wife last night and she was like, I don't get it. I was like, it takes her a long time to get a fork. And she was like, I just like her making tacos. I was like, you're not getting it. You're missing the point. Right. (laughs) So here is the point. Uh, And I know that many people on Twitter also got the point. It takes where are Diane Keaton's forks? It has taken her. (laughs) It takes her in this video at least 14 seconds to get a fork. Uh, Let's just remind everybody how long it actually took because she is firing up the pan. She puts oil on the pan. She puts a tortilla on the pan. And then throw this in here. I'm going to go run and get my fork. Don't worry. I'm going to be right back once I get the fork. Okay, so I counted exactly 14 seconds. So the moment that she says, I need to go get my fork, 
to the 27 steps it takes her to go to the fork. <laughs> and and people are amazed that she's still in the kitchen at that point. Right. So we thought this would be great fodder for a game. It's a new game on the show right here on Drop the Subject. It is the global premiere of What Took Longer? Diane Keaton getting a fork or anything else? <laughs> or anything else. We gotta play a little game show music here. We gotta bring all that in, right? So, Allie Johnson. Yes. While we wait for Diane to get her fork. I have some items here that we you get to guess. Finally, you get to guess at this game. We'll see if you can win or not. If these items are take are faster than Diana Keaton getting a fork, number one, the Guinness Book of World Record for the fastest cleaning of three standard office windows. <laughs> Which okay. is faster, this cleaning of three standard office windows, the Guinness Book of World Record, or Diane Keaton getting a fork? Okay, so hold on. Let me just listen for reference. Is, I'm saying... Okay. Throw this in here. I'm going to go run and get my fork. Don't worry. Window. I'm going to be right back once I get the cleaning fork. Cleaning the second window. It's take a little time. I'm going to get okay, the third window. Now we got the taco shell. I would imagine. Right? I, I think that cleaning the windows is... is I, I think that Di- it took longer for Diane Keaton to get a fork than it took for these people to clean three windows. To clean three windows. You are correct. Ding, yeah! ding, ding. Terry Burroughs cleaned three standard office windows in 2009 in 9.14 seconds. <laughs> great, great job, Allie Johnson. Congratulations. Her name's Terry? Uh, his name, Terry, Terry Burroughs. Oh, okay. Terry Burroughs. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, number two, Allie. Good. You're, you're one and oh. Which was faster? Britney Spears' made up 100 meter dash or Diane oh, Keaton yeah. getting a fork? Oh, the hundred meter dash! Now, so imagine I, Britney Spears. You know yes. she hasn't been able to train very well because she burned down her gym. That's but true. She did post that she, you know, likes to do sprints outside of her house, and she did a sprint and at a hundred meter dash, and she posted her time for that, and the yeah. internet went crazy because they were like, "Hmm." They were like it was fa- it was like faster than Usain Bolt's. Yes, it was, I remember she had uh-huh. some some time that was like ridiculous. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go ahead and say that it took longer for Diane Keaton to get a fork <laughs> than it took for Britney Spears <laughs> to run the hundred meter dash according to, to her ma- standards. Made up hundred meter dash. Allie Johnson, two and zero. Oh, you are correct. Yeah! Ding ding ding. Britney posted that she ran the hundred meter dash in five point nine seven seconds. <laughs> The current men's world record is 9.5 seconds, uh, held by Usain Bolt since 2009, and Flojo holds the women's record at 10.5 seconds. So, wow. um, yeah, Brittany is faster than Diane Keaton getting a fork. Very good, Allie. Item number three. It's going to get a little harder now, okay? Here we go. Does it take you longer, the average person, to poop <gasps> or... Diane Keaton, does it take longer for Diane Keaton to get a fork in her own kitchen? Okay, okay. So I'm just, uh, hold on, let me play it again because. Throw this in here. I'm going to go run and get my fork. Do I have th- 14 seconds? Do I have the length of time that it takes Diane Keaton to get a fork to guess? <laughs> throw this in here. I'm going to go run and get my fork. Yes, yes. Don't worry. I'm going to be right back once I get the fork. I don't think. This is a while. Okay, here we go. Now we got the taco shell in there, right? Okay. Huh. I'm going to say it takes longer to poop. Allie Johnson, 
Most professionals recommend spending like no time on the toilet whatsoever that you can help it, although we all spend a lot more time than this. But studies have shown that the average actual act of just taking a bowel movement lasts 12 seconds. Oh, I should have gone <laughs> Diane Keaton. So it's I'm, faster. She's, she's not let me down yet. It's, it's faster. So you're two, two for one. It is faster to poop than it is for Diane Keaton to get a fork <laughs> in her own kitchen. All right. Next one, Allie. This one's it's getting a little bit trickier. Okay. okay. How, which one's faster? The time it takes for the world's fastest human calculator to prove to Oprah that he's faster than a calculator or Diane Keaton to get a fork <laughs> in her own room. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> to prove to Oprah that he's uh-huh, faster the world's, than a the calculator? The world's fastest human calculator was on Oprah, and he proves to Oprah that he's faster than a calculator. He calculates faster than Oprah can calculate on a calculator just by pushing a I button. See. He oh, proves okay, this. Okay. Does he prove it? Does it take him more longer than Diane Keaton to get a fork in yeah. her own kitchen? All right. I'm going to go ahead and say that... Diane Keaton, it took longer for Diane Keaton to get a fork than it did for this man to calculate faster than Oprah. Let's find out. Do is hit the plus sign over and over again as I say the next number on the screen. I'm going to add that number to itself continuously. So tell me the number you started with. So you got 48 if you hit plus again. The next one's 72, 96, 120, 144, 168, 192, 216, 240, 264, 288, 312, 336, Okay, okay, I believe you. How long was that? 11 seconds, Allie. Yeah. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Takes 11 seconds for that. And then finally, last question, Allie, as we go, you're doing great. You've you've never won a game ever before, and you might actually pull this off. But last question, Allie, this one's going to be the hardest of the competition. Which one's faster? Donald Trump explaining the five words he had to remember and then repeating them, or Diane Keaton getting a fork in her own kitchen? Okay, I we just listened to this, and I think it was longer. I'm going to go ahead and say that it was longer for Donald Trump to explain person, woman, man, cow, TV than it was for Diane Keaton to find a fork. Like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. That's one. So they say, could you repeat that? <laughs> so I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, Man, camera, TV. 17 seconds. Allie, you were correct. Yeah! It took longer for Donald Trump to repeat five words twice than it did for Diane Keaton to get a fork. forks in her own kitchen. Ah, yes. uh, take it away, Diane. Let's roll this in here. I'm going to go run and get my fork. Don't worry. I'm going to be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, Dr. Jen is always one of our Friday staples, but we have another one that's a little gayer, and it's our gayest news headline of the week, everybody. Yes, we have changed it up in 2020 because there's there's not enough that's changing. You know, we got to really make a change. Th- this year is the year for transformation and change, and we are transforming gayest news headlines. Each of us are presenting a story and giving the details of said story, presenting it as our own nomination for the gayest news headline of the week and then you decide the people decide who reigns supreme is it james producer jesse or me uh i believe the reigning champ this week is you james but like by a long landslide by a long shot by a lot i think by like 
by, by a like, Diane Keaton fork drawer. For <laughs> by a 14 second Diane Keaton fork drawer. Yes. <laughs> okay. I have lost two times in a row. We've done this two weeks in a row. Jesse won the first round because he had a story about a glitter covered Miata. Um, I forget your story last week, James, but it was it was very, very gay. And now we will present our own stories again this week. I hope and I pray that this one will get me in the lead. I will go first if you don't mind. Oh, by all means. <clears throat> My story reads, is the corn market finding a bottom? Analyst asks. <laughs> Is the corn market finding a bottom? No, you analyst can't just, asks. You can't just change the pronunciation of a word. It's an analyst. It's, it's not an analyst. I'm not sure you can say that on the radio. It's analyst, Allie, an analyst. Uh, there are okay. corn analysts. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Corn analyst is definitely the gayest job I can think of. Yes. But uh, other than wide receiver. But the question here is... <laughs> Whether prices are finding a bottom or whether they're expected to go lower, the momentum is going down, yet the overall trend for the last three months is one of consolidation. Oh. Um, Nothing's more gay than consolidation. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of very, very corny words in here. I'm sure there are. But uh, it's all about whether or not corn has found its bottom or whether it's going to go even lower. Uh, If it will find a bottom, this analyst will definitely let us know. I mean, it did get analyzed. You analyzed that story very well. Uh Thank you. Okay. So that, that is what I bring to the table. All right. Very good. You bring corn analyzing to the table. I'll go next. We'll let Jesse producer go last. He can close it up in in rip roaring fashion. Uh, Headline number two, mind the winner. Uh, So just go ahead and vote for this one. New York man erects a seven foot penis in front yard in war with his town. Oh, interesting. Okay. A lot of potential. Yeah. It just started as a mundane zoning battle between this particular carpenter and his town hall. This is in a smaller town in upstate New York. Uh, Lots of people, including his neighbors and him and, you know, family members, et cetera, thought he was being treated unfairly. Uh, So (laughs) he decided to, in protest, um, construct a seven foot wooden carved pine penis. Oh, is this that Carver from yesterday's story for Gay Gray Gray? <laughs> it's not the same Carver, no. The Carvers are getting crazy. Uh, some people think uh, because he's been treated unfairly, you know, they were, uh, he got interviewed next to, you can see him standing right there at the spot where the phallus stood proudly for nine days. <laughs> oh, Cars no. passing, so- beeping their horns in support. Oh, oh, in support. In support, yes. However, unfortunately... The statue has been taken down and lies now limp in his yard, <laughs> but the testicles are still in place under a sign. Oh, there were testicles? Page. There were testicles. No, this was a full on penis and testicle combo package. <laughs> uh huh. There's a sign there that says castrated by state police on, you know, June 18th, 2020. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, seven foot Paul tall penis, man erects. Uh, in order to 
take down that giant penis, all they had to do was play audio of Betsy DeVos, uh, and it just kind and of it just goes fell down. <laughs> yeah, the the people who wrote this article too also get in there a little bit. Uh, it's very cute. The Battle of Not So Little Bighorn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all started x y and z yeah it's very very cute all right so, so giant penis erect uh at attention in a yard uh-huh. seven feet tall and yep. then jesse what is your story all right so i'll jump in here with my story my headline is <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> thanks yeah we just asked you to That's yep. just said that yeah. roller skating ring bearer in superman unaware shakes up wedding <laughs> okay so imagine okay, you're on. at a you're at a candy themed wedding uh-huh. and the the groom forgets his his ring oh no and when all of a sudden um friend of the groom busts into the chapel wearing nothing but superman tidy whities and tights and rollerblades up to hand the groom his ring okay so a man in a superman costume handing a groom his ring no, no, not Superman costume, just underwear. Just Superman underwear. Oh, got it. And, okay. and rollerblades. And rollerblades. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... So are you just trying to say everyone who's in underwear who rollerblades is gay, Jesse? Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> he's right. Uh, oh, and he's right? No! Come on! <laughs> Plenty of straight men on rollerblade in their Superman underwear, duh, at weddings. Yep. So I'll give you the, the headline one more time. Roller skating ring bearer in Superman underwear shakes up wedding. Okay. All right. Um, I I don't know, but I am feeling pretty confident this week. Uh, uh, corn hitting its bottom, according to an analyst. I mean, I think that takes the cake over large penis in lawn and man in Superman panties. Not really. Okay. Well, we'll New let York the people man decide. erects seven foot pe- penis in front yard in war with his town. Come on, that's great. <laughs> Come on, news that or lose. It's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. James Simmons, Ali Johnson, Ali Johnson, James Simmons, Jesse Producer, who, man, did not do very well bringing up a headline. But of mm. course, you know, you get to vote on my winning Gayest News headline this weekend at dts show on instagram also please follow us on twitter at dts show and of course download the podcast we always have a lovely wonderful uh uh juicy business going on on all of our shows but this one including a game that we played that was really fantastic that ali actually did well on so if you missed out on all that please download the podcast at radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts it is time as you heard for news that are losing i got three headlines ali you have your binger banger dinger clanger Headline number one. The dictionary just clapped back at James Woods's transphobia. Oh, sure. Yeah. If the dictionary is starting to clap back, then we really are entering interesting territory. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Headline number two. Mel Gibson was hospitalized for one week after he was diagnosed with COVID-19 in April. Oh, no. Lose it. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay. I guess he's doing fine now. Uh, or better, right. anyway. Headline number three. James Charles and a whole mess of influencers dragged for throwing massive Hollywood house party. Oh, you know what? Sure, let's shame, shame, shame. I'm in a shaming mood. <laughs> Shall we continue to drag? So, listen, 
A lot of these names I'm about to throw at you, by the way, are like big TikTok people. Some of them are YouTubers. A lot of them are both. Apparently, there's like this thing called Hype House. And it's all of these like TikTok influencers. Do you hate all of it already? I know. (laughs) They all live together. And their job is quite literally just to make like dumb TikTok video content stuff. But this stuff gets millions and millions of views which means millions of revenue and income. Well, maybe not millions, but thousands. They're all thousand heirs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of this, they live in this, this house together, Hype House. So some of the people who live in Hype House, along with James Charles, who is also a big YouTuber, and some of the, a bunch of these other YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever, had a huge house party, and video is just now coming out about this. And Allie Johnson, it was in Calabasas. Of course it was in Calabasas, (laughs) you know, and they just tweeted at the city of Calabasas just said now people are going to get a hundred dollar fine if they're wearing a mask. And my first thought was no one in Calabasas cares about one hundred dollars. Right. Yep, exactly. This is on the heels, actually, of the Internet's favorite idiot, Jake Paul. Oh, the guy who was looting, who was looting who had some said some horribly racist uh, things against, I believe it was Japanese Americans last year. Uh, who fun. Made, Always good to... Fun of, yep. Yeah. He made fun of someone who hung themselves. Uh, Are so you kidding? Yep. Yep. He had stopped on YouTube for like six months or whatever because he made a joke about like suicide. Yeah. This guy also threw a party in Calabasas uh, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, um, great. This is what, you know, when you look at those numbers, if you go to websites like Infection 2020 or whatever you use in order to check up on the coronavirus cases, you always look at L.A. County. It continues to climb, 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 climb. And I, 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 I figured, and this just confirms, I feel like a big, big part of the problem here in Los Angeles is house parties. People mm-hmm. who are like, OK, we can't go to bars and get drunk. So let's just go over to Hype House and get wasted and be uh, all up in each other's business and drink each other's drinks and take shots off of, you know, it's all uh, that stuff. And then that's why you see these stats where most of the people who are getting COVID now are under the age of 40. Are younger. And yeah, this, uh, and I, I, let me correct myself. So this hype house party that happened is actually in Hollywood. I'm sorry. So that's this particular oh, one was thank not God. in Calabasas. Okay, Calabasas just, is cleansed. Just the Jake Paul one that was a couple of weeks ago. But these James Charles, uh, Tana Manjo, Nikita Dragon, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio, these are all apparently big TikTokers, were at a birthday party for Larry Merritt who is also a big TikToker. And there's pictures of drinking each other's drinks, smoking each other's cigars, like all this stuff. So Tyler Oakley, uh, big big gay, right, online, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. dragged all of them, like put all of them in a tweet. And he was like, you know, others who've been partying in these large groups, he, he was like nice about it. It's like, please consider social distancing, wearing a mask, and maybe using your huge platforms to encourage responsibility during a worldwide pandemic. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so Merritt, of course, was like, I'm sorry, I'll do better. You're like, whatever. Uh, so, legendary transphobic, homophobic, awful idiot, James <laughs> legendary Woods. Legendary transphobic idiot. Oh, wow. Yes. You like that? Yeah. Take that, James Woods. So, he, he tweets out, uh, the correct pronoun usage in the English language is he for a singular male and she for a singular female. They is used for the plural of either males, females, or both. Don't be bullied by hair-brained liberals. So he tweets this out and the dictionary, like dictionary.com, tweeted back to him to that tweet. They said, 
they has been in use as a singular pronoun since the 1300s. Wow. Among its best known users in history, Chaucer, Shakespeare, and Jane Austen. Thank you so much, Dictionary.com. I love it when the ones who are supposed to be the most objective about life in general are the ones that have to pipe up now because literally reality is being questioned. And, you know, dictionary, like the people who write and control and manage the dictionary and also scientists, Uh like people Uh who actually have been studying science and concrete information uh, I mean, which, which words, words, okay, yes, we can yeah. talk about like definitions of words and things like that. But the people who are supposed to be reigned the most objective in, in things are now having to speak up and be like, nope, um, which is pretty great. Yeah, that's kind of um, amazing. It was quite, quite the happy story. Thank you, dictionary.com. And speaking of happy, Allie, happy endings Ah, uh, are next. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. D. Drop the subject is sadly ending, but the good news is that you can catch up on everything on the podcast. It's been a really fun week. I've had a blast. I hope you have too. And, uh, you know, if you miss anything, download that podcast so you can get caught up on all the things, including Biden's new Build Back Better Butter campaign <laughs> and Diane <laughs> Keaton grabbing a fork. Yeah. And uh, breaking down all of the updates with Britney Spears, talking to Jason Carter, Dr. John Paul, all kinds of great things. Uh, Dr. Jen, as always. So it's been a really fun week and hopefully you'll get ca- caught up if you missed anything. But it all comes down to this. The happy endings. We take things that maybe were sad times and we turn them into happy times, especially to get you into the weekend. Very important. The happy endings. Do you have a happy ending, James Simmons, doctor, nurse, practitioner? Oh, gosh, I sure do. You betcha. Okay, lay it on me. Dr. Fauci may have thrown what could go down as one of the worst first pitches in MLB opening day history. Mm Mm-hmm. But at least he threw the ball left of center. Yeah, hey. not right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. I was going to do something I about we left now know. wide than right. Yeah. Well, we now know which way Dr. Fauci hangs, but I wasn't sure if I could do that. Oh gosh, yeah. You were going to make a you were going to make a joke about Dr. Fauci's manhood? Well, it's you know they t- they talk about how you dress, right? When you go get a suit like like made for you or whatever, when men used to do this all the time, right? And there's this thing about do you dress left or dress right? What does that mean? Oh, you don't know what this means. Well, I guess you wouldn't. No. You don't have the that equipment. Yes. I so don't. so you, it can't be in the middle, right? It's got to be on one side or the other. All of them, all three of their situation down there. And so when they're making a suit for you and they custom tailor it and they are measuring your inseam, they might add just a little extra room on one leg or the (gasps) other. What? And do you tell them which leg? Yeah, because I I think, I don't know, Jesse, not if you agree, like my my stuff always is on one side, right? It just sort of (laughs) ends up on one side or the other. So they ask you- Jesse's nodding. Jesse's nodding, yes. So they ask you, do you dress left or dress right? And I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe we got a clue into where Dr. Fauci, how Dr. Fauci- <clears throat> dresses dresses by you know his ball it went very very aggressively to the left <laughs> <laughs> now do you think that means he dresses to the left because that's where it went or that it's the opposite my my honest opinion is that i think it means he's a 70 something year old man who hasn't thrown a baseball in 30 years <laughs> and that he's right-handed and so it's just going to make more sense that it's going to go to the left but you know who knows 
Okay. All right. Well, I think that's a very yeah. interesting theory. Uh-huh. Um, which way do you dress? Let us know at DTS Show <laughs> on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm fascinated by that conversation. With women, I think it's more about which one is bigger. Yes. Yes. In terms Similar of the upstairs. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My happy ending is I may not be able to fit a baby grand piano in my house. <laughs> In fact, it's not even a house. It's an apartment. But I would rather live in this cramped apartment than in the hype house. Uh, yeah, yeah, for and sure. And I'm sure you can fit a lot of baby grand pianos in there. And I'm sure there's plenty of room to socially distance. But there are a lot of TikTokers in that house not socially distancing and just making dumb, t- dumb videos every single day and spreading coronavirus. Yeah. So I would rather live in my little cramped apartment with my wife and my cats and my no grand piano than in the Hype House any day. Oh, God. There's this, this exists in the world, the Hype House, where people yeah. just live to make... Vi- I can't. No, no, we're going to leave it on happy endings because you live in a baby grand piano-sized apartment, and that's very happy, <laughs> Allie. And that is A-OK. I'm happy to live in a non-hype house. All right. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Don't go any, to any uh, hype house parties. Um, I'm also a happy ending for me is that I was not invited to Jake's Paul's Calabasas party. <laughs> and um, I don't ever plan to be. Thank you so much. It was really great to not be invited. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. On the, ne- on the next. Drop the subject. We should see what Biden's been up to. I call it build back better. Because we can't just build back to the way things were before. Who's we Bill? We do it better. We got to get a guy named Bill, and we got to get him back, and we got to make it better. What is Bill Back Bitty Bot Better Butter Parquet? I, don't I call it Bill Back Better. <laughs> Bill because back. we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have Betty to do bot, it better. Betty bought some bitter butter, and then he's making America build back better. Okay, he's got my vote. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern, on Channel Q.